0: and how you can use your podcast to finally get to that next level. Now, turn on your mic and let's start down the path to podcast success.
1: Okay, welcome everyone to another very exciting episode of Path to Podcast Success. I have got a very unique and interesting, and exciting, guest today for the podcast. Um, for those of you listening, I have never had anyone quite like this man on the show before. This is a a new um, genre of business, I guess you could say, and I am loving it and very excited to dive in. Orpheus Black, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Man, I love that intro. I'm going to
2: have to hire you to like <laughs> intro me into everything. That was, that was excellent. <laughs> I feel like I was going to play a song or sing. <laughs> this is great.
1: Ah, well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, I know. I try. <laughs> so much, sir. Uh, so I like to start off in the same place with all of my guests, and that is by making sure that the audience is on the same page and they know, um, you know who you are and what you're about. So for all those people, go ahead and tell us, who are you and what do you do?
2: I love it. Now I feel like I'm in an existential crisis. Like, who am I? (laughs) (laughs) Well, my name is Orpheus Black, and I am a three-time leather title holder, which means that different alternative communities have looked at me as an ambassador between the adult entertainment world, also kink, fetish, and polyamory to go out there and teach people about interpersonal relationships, lifestyle relationships, alternative lifestyle relationships, so on and so forth. I've been doing this for roughly around 21 years as a professional. I've done every aspect of this business when it comes to sex, sexuality and human relationships um, for everything from porn to uh, photography to uh, making and manufacturing uh, clothing for the adult business and for television shows and so on and so forth. So if it has to do with sexuality, I have done it
1: all. That is very interesting. Like I said, I haven't had somebody in line of work on the podcast and I have to say, it is refreshing to meet someone who is so open and honest about that whole world and that whole side because as human beings, Sexuality is a huge aspect of just our lives and our relationships, and definitely plays a much larger role in the success of relationships than I feel like most people are willing to admit or talk about. So I, I'm curious. I just have to ask, why, what, why, why are you, why are you doing this? What, why, what got you started working in this whole world? <laughs> well, let me tell you. Um... I actually
2: was in a polyamorous relationship, meaning I had two other partners. We were raising our kids together and one of them decided to just like drop away and they met someone and she said, I met a Dom and I'm gonna leave you and go be with this person. And I thought it was the guy's name. I had no idea that was nomenclature for a dominant human being. I was like, when I see Dominic or or Demetrius, I'm gonna punch him out, you know? So I, I really thought just some guy took my girlfriend and ruined my family. And when it didn't work out for them, she came back and said, there's this whole lifestyle that you've never heard of. You're gonna love it. I wanna take you and introduce you to this lifestyle. And so she took me and my current wife to a dungeon in Hollywood. And it was a goth industrial. I had no idea what goth is. I had no idea what industrial was. I have no idea what kink is. And we walk in and they pull back the heavy curtains. We walk in and the first thing I see is like, you know, women suspended in the air and, you know, heavy metal, I mean, heavy goth industrial music. And, you know, the first thing I think to myself is I could do this. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> like, like I just came out of a career in rap music and I just came out uh you know stopped being on stage and I was looking for something to perform and I was really thinking like why am I not weirded out by this like there's right. a guy choking a girl out with his high heel shoe on stage and people are loving it this is crazy and you know to be honest with you the, that same guy walked over to me and told me would you like to to kind of work and do this? And would you be interested in this? And I was like, yeah. And I never looked back. I've been going ever since that was 2000. Right. And it just became a career. I started off making floggers and making uh, clothing just because it felt good to me because there was nothing in my size. There was no toys that I wanted to use. They didn't reflect my style. And so I started selling them. And people started buying them, and then people wanted to get my uh, to get instructions from me, right? And I was like, okay, I'll charge you this much, and it just snowballed from there. I just kept that entrepreneurial spirit. I did something that I love and really connected with me, right? And when you blend your joys, your passion, and your drive to do it, you're always going to be successful. So, here I am.
1: That is amazing. I just I have to say again how awesome it is to be someone so open about the world of sex and kink and all that kind of stuff and the fact that you went into that dungeon and that's what you saw and you, your first thought was yeah all right i can work with this
2: <laughs> I, I am an open-minded individual you know and i really truly believe that opportunity happens you know, no matter where you are and no matter what capacity. And so I never look at what brought me here or how I got to this place. I just try to be the best version of me humanly possible, always be open to say yes to every opportunity and just moving forward from there. And that's literally what happened, right? People, I just start saying yes and yes and yes. The power of yes is just so amazing, right? And my, my lawyer says, always say yes, but never sign anything. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and that's how I got to this point. So it felt really good. That is incredible. That was amazing. Man, I could take I could take that so many different directions. I could talk to you for hours about how all this all these things that you're doing and the path that led you there. But I wanted to ask you because my audience were entrepreneurs, right? I'm an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm a lot of the time that's where my mind goes. And so you started off in this world and, and and I want to say that I love your origin into the first kind of the business venture in this world where there's nothing that fits your style, nothing that fit very well. And so you, you wanted to create something for you and decided that you would make that available to others. And then they, you know, and people were interested in that. So what how did that then turn into, you mentioned a phrase that really caught my ear earlier a little bit before we started recording um, from the boardroom to the bedroom. So tell me a little bit about that and what it is that you do and and what led you there.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I truly believe that the world revolves around people who don't acquiesce to it, right? I want the world to be a reflection of my wants, my needs, my desires. And I go out and I shape it. I make it do what I want it to do. I never sit and wait for something to come at me. That's why I'm a dominant human being. I'm a dominant in the bedroom, a dominant in the boardroom. And I want the world to capitulate or at least acquiesce in the way that I want to see it. And so for me, the first thing was wardrobing myself. Okay. And I actually have this saying uh, lamp language attire mannerisms presentation right i always want to speak in a way that's reflective of a commanding presence i always want to speak my desires i want to, always want to speak my emotions to anyone i dress in a way that embodies what it is that i'm looking for not who i am but who i'm going to be right i always make sure i conduct myself in a way that is approachable still commanding and I always presented to it in a way that's cohesive. So that's really what I wanted to do and the clothing out there wasn't doing what I wanted to do and so I made it. The, the, The items weren't doing or representing me in the way that I want to so I made it and then people wanted to be, to have that same presence, to have that same command. And so that's how it started. And then I started getting shows like America's Best Dance Crew, where I started doing stuff for them. Uh, True Blood, I made outfits for them. And then CEOs who wanted to have custom outfits for their uh, Halloween parties. I can't say their names and everything. Actors and actresses started wanting to wear my stuff. And so it's like, hey, okay, I can do this, right? I start moving out there and I'm like, okay, then people say, hey, do you teach? Yeah, what would you like me to teach? Well, I spend a lot of time in the boardroom. I do a lot of business, but my personal life sucks. I'm like, yeah, because everything that we do in kink is power dynamics. Everything you do in the boardroom is power dynamics. Everything we do in the bedroom is power dynamics. So really, I teach people how to resource, use the resources that they already have, the skills and ability that they already have, and to port them over in a way that is mutually beneficial for their partner. Also highlights their strengths, downplays their weaknesses, and brings them into a space where they can be in complete command of their relationship. So that's how it happens.
1: That is incredible. I love that you're able to take that and you know turn that into business. And that 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 is that's usually how. How it works, isn't it, where you dive into this passion, into this expertise you have, and then people come. People will come to you and say, hey, man, can you teach me this? And then mm-hmm. that's kind of like the the natural next step in business is mm-hmm. you go from you're in the weeds, you're selling, you're making the outfits, you're doing this all of this stuff, and then, and then you kind of rise to the, well, now these really high-level individuals, you're talking actors, CEOs, right, those are high level. They're coming right. to you wanting you to help them improve, you know, in your area of expertise. And so I think that is incredible. And like I said before, I mean, same thing, everything you say, I could pick all these things out, talk <laughs> for hours about each one, but I'm kind of curious. So, I first of all, I want to say that I love your style and people listening can't see, uh, you know, your outfit and everything that you've got on, but I think it's incredible. Thank you so much. I, you're definitely. I, I. There aren't many people in my personal life, and and I feel like this is very typical. There are very few people that I can think of that are as open and honest. Like I've said a thousand times already about uh, sex and kink and all that kind of stuff. So I want to ask you a few questions around that, and because I. I am. I am place of a lot of importance on actionable advice. I want people to take away from this conversation something they can use and internalize. So, my qu- question for you along those lines would be what would be your advice for someone who is who is very enticed by this conversation and by things that you're doing and maybe they maybe there's that little voice inside of them that's like we have a style that is more exciting than this, right? We have a style that's more interesting and unique and we want to express ourselves a little bit more, we want to move ourselves out into that world, but perhaps we're lacking the confidence or the exposure or something like that. What would be your advice to those people if you, if you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, be your first customer. Be your
2: first customer. If you make clothes, wear your clothes. If you have a style, if you're a style guru, style yourself you know, make sure that you are a perfect reflection of whatever it is that you're bringing to the world, right? I've stood on more stages simply because I was, look like this, wearing that, and people wanted to take a a picture, a photo, right? I made it into, I've been in 50 million magazines from Playboy to Hustler, Perfect 10, Maxim, you know, all because I am a perfect reflection of what I thought the style should be. I'm not doing what people do. I do what I think it should do. And I try to stay on that cutting edge, no matter what it is. And so all I'm like, I also identify as an alpha creator. I'm very creative. I'm always generating new and uh, amazing concepts. And uh, I wrote a book. I try to keep out ahead of everyone else. So for me, be the reflection that you wanna see in the world, literally, right? If you wanna be a sex coach, Represent yourself as a sex coach. Have the perfect relationships. Develop great relationships. And people will want to be you. Right? You want yeah. you want a great podcast? Right? Make it. And make it the way you would want to see it. You got to be your best fan. You are your perfect fan.
1: If you're not a fan of your stuff, no one else will be. That makes... That, that's true. I mean, you have to believe in what you're doing enough to be your first and best customer and advocate. Mm-hmm. And I think that is incredible. Now, it does honestly, and I don't know what things were like under the surface. Perhaps you used to have more of a struggle with this, but you exude confidence. Mm-hmm. And especially with your, like, you know, walking down the street, I probably won't, I probably wouldn't see anyone dress like how you're uh, you know wearing the kind of outfit that you're wearing right now although it would be really cool if I saw more people wearing that kind of thing because I, <laughs> I frankly I love the style but it's not something that you see very often especially if you're go, go, you go, you up on stage and like you said simply the fact that you're so expressive um just in your body language and how you present yourself it's giving you these opportunities so what would be your advice for someone who perhaps are lacking a little bit in that confidence and they they feel like it's inside of them, but they're ha- they're having a hard time with it.
2: Mm, mm. Here's the thing. Uh, for me, I am a big nerd. I know I don't look like it, but I, I'm a comic book geek. I love anime. Uh, I've been around for it all. I love it, right? But there's a saying, sometimes you have to talk like a lion so you can live like a lamb. Right. Sometimes you have to command the room just so that you can go back and be like, whoo, oh, my God. So for me, I'm actually a pretty shy person. I'm actually pretty quiet. But there's a switch that I flip. I go into Orpheus mode. I go into this thing and I power up and I meet my I meet my person and I try and go one level above. You know, whoever I'm with, if, if it's Evan, I meet Evan's energy and I go one step above right? And I'm also never outside of my playing field. We are all confident in what we do. That's why it's so important to do what you love, right? If you're in the gaming, do a gaming podcast, because that's what you love. And you love to talk about it. And you will always be confident. We start to lack confidence when we go into areas where we're not sure, where we're wishy-washy, right? If you want to be in that field, become an expert in it. And then you'll speak with confidence, Confidence comes from a mastery of the subject, right? And I want everyone to master whatever it is that they're doing. This is about self mastery, right? Not just getting by.
1: That's incredible, and that that includes style and presence and all that kind of stuff. You master the you you want to, you know, be perceived as and that you want to express in the world.
2: Right. That's why we say language, attire, mannerisms, presentation. Every time someone sees me, I catch their eye. Some people will come over and it gives me a great opportunity to pitch another person, right? It gives me another opportunity to sell another person on my product. If I look like everyone else and I blend into the masses, then there's no standing out. There's no sales opportunities. I meet people at Starbucks. I meet people on the beach. I meet people at the market. And they all say, hey, where do you get that? Oh, that looks amazing. Well, go to my website, orpheusblack.com, and I'll go ahead and get you something. Matter of fact, give me your phone number. I'll find something personally for you, and I'll send it to you. How's that feel to you, right? Pitch them right there because they were attracted to the mannerisms. I mean, of the attire. So for me, be the billboard
1: for yourself. No one's going to sell your product better than you. That that is incredible. That is incredible. And the fact that too, I mean, and you're leading with that kindness as well. Mm -hmm. You said pitch and what you then described as a pitch was so different than what traditionally you imagine a pitch to be. For you, Mm -hmm. a pitch was... Let me pick you. Let me pick something for you, mm-hmm. and send it to mm-hmm. you. Not yeah. have you heard of my product, and I'm gonna try to <laughs> manipulate you into buying it. No, you give.
0: Yes, and you I just guess. wanted to
1: highlight that.
2: Thank you so much. For me, when we talk about sales, I was a, I was a sales uh, salesman for many many years, and I've sold everything from televisions to to, to cars to uh electronics you name, I sold stocks and stock kits so here's something that I learned right I'm selling Porsches guy contacts me up he says I want to buy a car I said we'll call Honda because we sell lifestyles we sell that's what we sell so if you want to buy into a lifestyle let me know what you're looking for right? Do you want the package where you get to hit track days and you get to get invited to the the parties once a year where you get to smooth? Are you looking to do better business? Because Porsche can help you to do that. Or do you just want the cap and the keychain? Because we can do that for you too. But if you want a car, you probably want to call somebody else. We don't sell cars. Right off the bat, right? I'm painting a lifestyle for them. So you have to create a vision, a role, right? Give them a buy-in, once you've given them the buy-in, acknowledge the sacrifice, right? Look, I know this car is a half a million dollar car, right? But the role you wanna play in your life, in your workshop, this is gonna be your card into it, right? I know that you're gonna have to work some extra hours. You're gonna have to do some things in your taxes. You may not be able to take the kids out for the holidays, but this is gonna be the thing that takes you to the next level. What do you think? That's how you sell people, right? I, I know my role. I know their role. I create the vision. They buy into the vision. And I have to acknowledge their sacrifice, right? Somebody's listening to your, car, your, your podcast right now, and they're not playing with their dog. They're not going to the, the store. They're not uh, doing their thing. That's a sacrifice. And I appreciate everybody for sitting here and listening to it and not doing what they would normally be doing at this time. I appreciate you. So I always lead with that. What do you think about that, Evan?
1: I think that is incredible, and that that is one of the best takes and points of view on sales I have ever heard. Frankly, because acknowledging the sacrifice is something that I don't think I've ever heard, or it's not something that's very major in the world of typical uh, sales and sales training and that kind of thing. Acknowledging the sacrifice and Everything about you and what you're saying about sales and how you present yourself in the world of sales, it feels genuine Mm -hmm. and meaningful and authentic, and you acknowledge that sacrifice and you're not desperate. That is a big thing that I really felt, especially with, you know, I want to buy a car. If you want to buy a car, try some, you know, try Honda, right? (laughs) I mean, that's... Right, it's like hmm. Like, if some might think, "Oh, if you're trying to sell a car, why would you send them to Honda?" You know, just sell the car. <laughs> but like, no, I'm not going to accept just anybody to come buy one of my cars. And so I just you have, I wanted to
2: highlight that you have to know that this person, what your product is, and at Porsche they know that you're not buying a car. Right? that's why they sell keychains and hats and logos right they're they're selling a lifestyle a, a tax bracket they're they're selling something that says hey i can afford i'm somebody that needs to be paid attention to honda sells cars they sell good cars right it gets you from there to there they last a long time but that's not what he wants to buy from you you when you're selling your podcast you are literally selling something that no one else owns it is unique So if someone comes here, I'm looking for a cooking show, you're like, hey, try Martha Stewart. What we do is we teach people how to be better at the thing that they love, which is podcasting. So if you want to learn how to have a cooking show, right, on your podcast, oh, man, we've got you, right? As a matter of fact, if that interests you, give me your number. I'll put you or your email, I'll put you on the list and we'll move forward from there. And, I, and and if you have any questions, contact me personally. Right. That is what we're looking for as far as sales when we're doing lifestyle sales. Right.
1: That is incredible, man. That's, that is, inc- I mean, I've said it before, I'll say it again. That was incredible. I think that is um, one of the best perspectives on business and sales that I've had, that I've heard on the podcast uh, in quite some time. <laughs> so I really appreciate you for that. Um, as the podcast, as we begin to kind of wind down the podcast a little bit, um, there's one last topic that I want to talk to you about. And again, I could talk to you for hours, but I want to respect your time and the time of our listeners. Have me back. (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah. Maybe so. Maybe so. Um, (laughs) I wanted to ask you about, so let's say there's a list, some listeners, and again, like I told you, I am really a big advocate for actionable advice, things that listeners can take and use and implement into their lives that can help to improve their lives. And so there's a few key things that I can imagine, um, say, younger me or other people listening would be thinking to themselves like, oh, well, what about this and that? So my first question to you in that world, and I feel called to ask you this because I think you might have an interesting uh, response to it. There is a lot of, there's a big stigma around you have to be like really, really hot. you got to have the abs and you got to be ripped to be a sexual creature and to be able to really express yourself and be involved in that world. What do you say to that? I think it's crap.
2: You know, I've been... Uh, in this lifestyle for, for 20-something years, and I, I'm a large black man with a gray beard. You know <laughs> you know i mean? And, and I, a lot of people thought I was intimidating. And they're like, oh, you look like a gangster, a thug. But someone is buying what I'm selling, and I only have a desire to sell to the people who are interested in purchasing my product. The problem is is when you want the girl or the guy or, or the people or the community or the audience that want a ripped guy. There's Thousands of people on this planet and someone is buying what you're selling. You do not have to do this. I've walked on a porn set looking like this. They got Mr. Rip Body, but guess what? I get the same paycheck he gets, right? I've been in fetish shows, on on television, on Playboy, seen the hottest girls on the planet. And I'm like, I'm here just like everybody else. No ripped abs, no nothing. It's really the level of confidence that you come into the situation with. Right? Do you believe that you are the best? Do you believe that you can do the job? Do you believe that you're interesting? If you do, then everyone will be interested in you as well. Right? That's what it's about. Max Weber has this thing because this is really about power, right? Max Weber has this definition that power is the ability to act in accordance with one's will or desire, actually, and desire, right? Most people don't come with a level of power because they forget what they want. They've been told that they can't get it. They're not worthy of it. They shouldn't have it. And so they stop wanting. That is the easiest way to unempower somebody. Sit down, look at what you want, find your desire, find your drive, find your fire and then execute it. Remember, don't be afraid to ask for what you want. Right? For me, The average person will take what they can get. A person who has mastered their life will take what they want. That's, I only accept what I want. I go to a restaurant and if they don't have exactly what I want, then I don't want anything else. It's one of the ways I practice it, right? So come into this space with a sense of power, right? Your desire. Here's another thing I'll I'll say. All desire comes from a very real place to be whole and complete to feel whole and complete. So that thing that you're not doing, the thing that you're missing doing, the thing that you're scared not to do, the thing that's calling you, that's your drive. That's your desire. And don't be scared of it, right? Don't be fearful of it. I would rather go broke chasing my desires than to be moderately successful chasing someone else's. And that's what most people are doing, sitting at someone else's job, in someone else's cubicle, listening to this podcast, because they're too scared to go out and start their own. Step into your power. Find your
1: desire. Capitalize on it. Right? What do you think? I, I think that was one of the most powerful statements uh, I have heard on the podcast. I got to be honest with you. There was a lot of fun today. <laughs> Oh man, that was, I had to like, I had to remind myself there for a minute that I'm hosting the show and I'm not just a listener being inspired by what you're saying. That Thank is incredible. So that That Thank is incredible. You. You're definitely someone who has mastered your power in your life and your desires. And that shows and that comes off in the best of ways. And I sincerely hope people listening, myself included, uh, really take inspiration from that and continue along their path to um, being that confident in their own power and desires. That is just incredible. And I really appreciate you, Orpheus, for being willing to share all of this with me and with my audience. It Mm. has been a a true, true, true pleasure and honor to have you on the podcast. For people (laughs) who are interested in you and what you're doing and they want to learn more, where can they find out more about you?
2: You can go to orpheusblack.com that's o-r-p-h-e-u-s-b-l-a-c-k.com and uh, look me up check out our about section you can also take a dominant archetype assessment test basically we're going to ask you 12 questions that are going to help you better understand who you are in both the bedroom in both the boardroom right and how you can capitalize, it's going to give you keys to success, how you can capitalize on this kind of archetype that you already have inside of you. So make sure that you go check that out. And again, that's at OrpheusBlack.com, and that's the Dominant Archetype Assessment Test, and you can check that out for us. And also, by the way, is it okay if I plug my wares?
1: Do it. This is the time.
2: <laughs> we also have uh, a Erotic Art of Spanking class coming up. So for the people who are a little more adventurous and would like to just kind of tune in and do a Zoom online class, we're going to be doing live demos. We're going to have beautiful models. We're going to talk to each individual and talk and tell them how they can be a better spanker, how they can bring this into their relationships, into their livelihoods, how they can do role play and step into different aspects and how it changes the whole dynamic. Also, how it can be actually a healing art as well. So we're gonna—it's gonna be two days, and it's gonna be absolutely amazing. I did—did uh, did
1: my assistant send you the the thing? I forgot
2: the the code.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Path twenty-five, if I remember correctly. Path, uh, path twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, you get twenty-five dollars off. Exactly. Yep. Path twenty-five is the code, and you can get twenty-five dollars off. To definitely the most exciting, uh, adventurous—I think—course that's been plugged on the show. Thank you. (laughs) That was incredible. I appreciate Uh, it so much. But thank you so much again, Orphans, for being willing to come on the podcast. Confidence is key, and you showed that today. And that it is, I, I truly was an honor to have you on. So thank you.
2: Thank you, sir. You have a wonderful day, and I hope you'll have me back sometime.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode and for supporting the path to podcast success show. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review letting us know what you think of the show so we can bring you the most value we can from these expert podcasters. Your support helps us reach more people looking to step up their podcast game so that they can continue to grow their brand and spread their message. So again, Thank you for listening to this episode of The Path to Podcast Success, and we'll see you in the next episode.